BBC Six Music John Richardson Hello all, happy Sunday uh, That was Block Party and one month off This is John Richardson here until one o'clock Thank you to Yare uh, Off out to do his business around London Not do his business around London You know, go and live his life is what I mean Not um, He hasn't got a, a pastime that we should be ashamed of um, I will be here until one o'clock And uh, we will be doing all the usual things I'll fill you in We'll get straight in with the comedy song Because it's grim outside And I think a smile is what is needed straight away uh, we had a request in last week uh, by Jen to play some work by uh, the musical comedian Mitch Ben, uh, which is a great idea. The only problem is that Mitch Ben is about as proficient as anyone and has made so many songs about so many different things, it's difficult to know which one to pick. So uh, we've picked one that is sort of a two-parter um, that goes on. Uh, it's, a, it's a reaction to a story and then a reaction to the reaction to a story, which I think proves just how, uh, how much he works. Uh, this was the story uh, that broke last year about the polar bear that was born in captivity. Um, which, you know, everyone was fairly pleased about, but some uh, animal rights activists uh, led by Frank Albrecht said that uh, the polar bear should be killed, which is an odd uh, position for an animal rights activist to take, but said that it would be fairer than uh, raising it as a domestic pet, and this is what Mitch Ben made of it at the time. There we go, that was what uh, Mitch made of it at the time, and then not content that he'd had his say and he should move on. Uh, stuff kicked off again in one year's time, and this is what Mitch said a year later. There we go, that's Mitch Ben uh, with this week's comedy song, which means that we are now officially into... The Happy Hour on Six Music. <laughs> it's Happy Hour until 11 o'clock, so 64046 is my text number. johnritson.6music at bbc.co.uk is the email address. We have a theme for this week's Happy Hour, which I will give you more details on shortly, but for now, suffice to say, any good news stories, anything good that's happened to you, uh, and don't be afraid, for one hour the shackles are off about being embarrassed, about bragging. If you've done a good deed this week, then no holds barred to tell everyone. Don't make it up, but uh, share with the world what you've done, and we will pick our show legend of the week uh, the person who's done the nicest thing but we also try in this hour to bring happy music that uh, will get you bouncing around and this is uh, one of my favourites this is Ben Folds uh, the Ben Folds 5 and Philosophy there we go a, uh, a live album version of Philosophy by Ben Folds uh, hopefully that's put you in a good mood we've already had the, the good news coming in this is exactly the kind of thing we're looking for a text from Jenny that says uh, my good news this week is that I went to watch some football with my stepdad yesterday and got in as an under 16 this is good enough but seeing as I'm 26 this definitely Definitely warrants good news uh, from Jenny. So I suppose that is good news, not for the club, who've probably lost a bit of money on the ticket revenue. But hey, football's doing fine. Uh, so I'll keep those coming in. Uh, it's going to be a good show today. We have uh, Matt Ford coming in at 12 o'clock uh, with his 40 files and with our Winston of the Week. We've got another classic one, one that I've been holding back on the Winston of the Week for when we need it, but the time has come to unleash. Uh, and my guest at 11 o'clock uh, is Mr. John Robbins, who will be playing as uh, a track from his new album. Um, not just a comedian also a, a musician and a record label producer he'll be unleashing his new album on the world and he's outside now ready uh, doing the uh, Times crossword so uh, we'll find out at 11 o'clock how well he's got on with that I was at my auntie's house yesterday and she was doing a puzzle and the first thing she did was ask me as you do the one that she couldn't get and then just ruined the rest of our afternoon because none of us could talk to each other because we were just staring into the distance trying to solve this one problem uh, but that's what we've got coming up I will tell you after this next track which, uh, I'll be honest, I can't wait to play, so I'm just going to get straight into uh, Groove is in the Heart. Um, after this, I will tell you this week's theme for the happy hour. That's D-Light and uh, Groove is in the Heart. Um, now, this week's happy hour, uh, last week we did uh, Geek Special, Geek of the Week,
week and uh, celebrated all things uh, geeky that you might usually have been ashamed of. This week's, um, I think it's it's would be fair to say that the good news event of the week was the inauguration of uh, President Obama. Twice, in fact, uh, they did it. It was so good. Um, and it has made a general difference to people, speaking to sort of family and people like that. People who have had bad days this week have said to me, when they saw that on the news, it actually cheered them up. And I watched the inauguration. And um, for me, there, that's all about Obama. That's his day. You probably headline with him at the gig. You know, he's going to do a big speech uh, about the freedom of America and leading the free world and fighting for what's right. It was was powerful what he did. They decided not to end with Obama. They will stick Obama on early and then we'll get a poet on. Um, And I don't know if anyone saw the inauguration. I've done some tough gigs. I've shared bills with comics far better than me who, for various reasons, have had to go on earlier in the bill and I've had to go on after. And I can tell you, it's not easy. Uh, when the crowd is blatantly there to see someone else and you get sent on. But you think with a poet, that could actually be incredible. She could she could really connect with people's hearts there. The compare did nothing. Obama did his speech, ripped it. Good gig. He'd be pleased with that. Top five. Um, went off. The MC came back on and said nothing more than, I'd like now to introduce an American poet. And up came uh, Elizabeth Alexander to do a poem from her heart, something that she'd written over over the years, I would have thought, crafted uh, and chosen for that moment. The flaw was that it was rubbish. Um, it was a pretty rubbish poem. And as a result, she tanked. And, and there were a lot of people there not making noise. And the sound of hundreds of thousands of people being silent is deafening. Uh, I mean, I'm no poetry snob. Uh, and on Burns' day, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't understand a lot of poetry. But here's a clip from... Um, And bearing in mind, this is following the inauguration of the president of the world, pretty much. He's in charge of the world now, and this is what followed it. Someone is stitching up a hem, darning a hole in a uniform, patching a tire, repairing the things in need of repair. Someone is trying to make music somewhere with a pair of wooden spoons on an oil drum, with cello, boombox, harmonica, voice. A woman and her son wait for the bus. A farmer considers the changing sky. A teacher says, take out your pencils. Begin. <coughs> well, um... Yeah, I mean, that's not the lyric I would have gone with to to recapture people's Someone is trying to make music somewhere Really, Lilies, that's lovely, but uh, we've got stuff to do, to be honest And uh, this, this was the crowd reaction at the end of her speech This is the ovation that she got In that light That's what I would call a bit of polite applause. There are hundreds of thousands of people there, and that says no more than, yep, well, it's poetry, so I'm not allowed to say I don't like it, but uh, why don't you sit down? And I imagine she sat down fairly miffed, thinking, that's fine, they're just not a poetry crowd. They're not a poetry crowd, that's fine. She was followed by uh, the Reverend Joseph Lowry, who did, uh, did a religious speech, and then ended with this. When black will not be asked to get back, when brown can stick around, when yellow will be mellow, when the red man can get ahead, man, and when white will embrace what is right, 
that all those who will do justice and love mercy say amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. And amen. And he totally ripped it. And they didn't cut to Elizabeth, but I can only imagine she was sat in her chair absolutely fuming that she's been outdone. She's spent years on that poem, and she's been outdone by what is basically a limerick. She might as well have gone up there and gone, there once was a man named Obama, and they would have loved it. So um, in celebration of poetry that didn't get what it should, because basically what Joseph Lowry's done there is boil down the entire civil rights movement to the line, um, when black will not have to give back. So today what i'd like to do is any uh, significant piece of history any film anyone you admire if you can boil their life down to the shortest most terrible poem that you can imagine cheesy horrible rhymes then just uh, send those in 64046 johnrichardson.6music at bbc.co.uk and as well as the good news and the good deeds we will share as many terrible poems with the world as we can it's the Cat in the Eye uh, by Vanshee. Uh, Ian in Norwich has texted in to say that poet wasn't Pam Ayres, was it? Um, it wasn't, but that would have been a far better booking, wouldn't it? Oh, what a wonderful sight, a black man in the house of white. I'm Pam Ayres, good night. She'd have ripped it. That'd have been four encores waiting to happen. Um, we've had a few poems in, we'll do those. Uh, keep your good deeds coming in on 64046. Um, uh, the standard set by heather in burgess hill who says i found a dead cat yesterday in the road uh sounds like brendan elite has got a rival for going out and finding dead animals uh it was quite squished but i picked it up and moved it onto the verge covered it in some leaves and got a bystander to hold my dog the dog may have tried to eat the cat but the bystander did seem confused then i let the local vets know in case the cat was reported missing my halo is shining today heather in burgess hill so if you can uh, surpass a good deed which is basically messing around with a dead cat uh then 64046 or John at uk, and we'll go through the rest of them after the news at 10.30. Supergrass there and Richard III. It's uh, the happy hour on BBC Six Music. John Richardson's happy hour on Six Music. I've pretty much just said that. Um, we've had some uh, some cracking poems. General reaction to the poet is uh, supporting my my thesis that she wasn't very good. My thesis was uh, <laughs> the wrong word. Um, Luca Dudley says you think that was bad. Apparently, we've booked that poet for the London Olympics opening ceremony, <laughs> um, so something to look forward to there. And um, Kevin in Norwich says her poem might have gone down a bit better if she hadn't sounded like she was reading out the football results uh, from Kevin in Norwich. But the best one, um, we'll do a few of the poems because we've had some good poems in. Um, Simon in Wolvercoat says, here's my uh, trivial poem for Elvis's life. Sang Jail's House Rock and about a hound dog, lived for burgers and died on the bog. Um, fine, that's what it says on the tin. Um, he didn't like his people's plight. He didn't like to fight. He engaged in peaceful protest. You can't say Gandhi didn't try his best. David Hitchin, um, how's this for a rubbish poem? This is called Jesus uh, by regular listener film guy Lee. He stood up for what was right and they killed him. How's that for the whole of Christianity condensed into two lines? Um, but the best so far in terms of underwhelming speeches, it's not a poem, um, but it comes in from Jeremy and says, uh, I can't manage a poem this morning. But how about this flood of eloquence from my godfather on the occasion of my 21st birthday some several years ago? Ladies and gentlemen, over the years, splendid fellow, 
Raise your glasses, please. <laughs> 21 years, 11 words. Cut to the chase. Let's get drunk uh, from Jeremy. Keep uh, the poems and we'll probably do some good deeds after Lily Allen, I think. That's the fear by Lily Allen. Uh, these poems are amazing. Um, we're, sort of, we're slowly building them up into piles. Uh, we'll do some more after these, but it's time to get on with the good deeds because they're spreading this and little ones count. And it's, you know, quite proud that people go out in the week and this is kind of where we accumulate the good deeds that the uh, John Richardson show has done during the week. Um, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. What? The show has done these deeds. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I'm taking responsibility for this. I could have done a feature called, you know, go and push an old woman down a well, and then I'd be responsible for that. I'd soon take the hit for that. I'm taking the hit for this too. Um, I'm pretty sure I got Obama in. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? It's there's no evidence. I raised my cup of tea to you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's about time someone noticed. <laughs> um, uh, Kaylin, uh, making the world a thankfuller place um, by inventing words, clearly, says, I opened the door for someone this week. They failed to say thank you, so I shouted your welcome, and then they said thank you. So there you go. Sometimes you've got to uh, turn this. Do you do that? You always do that. Jenny, yeah, I, I go for a bit of that. I think, um, you know, manners cost nothing. <laughs> yeah. I've got many old man phrases that I pull out as and when I need them. My favourite is your luck with your eyes and not with your hands. Uh, that's you're always good in the supermarket, at home, anywhere. Um, hello, John. This week I helped an old woman in a big-name supermarket as she was too short to reach the tea cakes. That's cruel, that. Putting tea cakes. Tea cakes usually on the lower shelves. They've deliberately put them up there to fox old ladies. Um, not the current bun type, the chocolate marshmallow type. May I add that I simply reached for the item for her because I was taller. I didn't pick her up, uh, Lewis, in Britain. Bristol, last week's iTunes geek. Um, I think she probably would have preferred to have been picked up. I think that's a good story to tell over lunch. I got picked up in the supermarket today by a young man. Oh, yeah, you seen him again? No, no, just pick me up and then put me down again. Um, I thought I was doing a good deed for my wife, who recently gave birth to our first child. However, she has suggested that buying her a bottle of tonic instead of flowers was rubbish. Please help me out of a hole by playing her a song and saying, Sarah and Alfie, I love you both very much, from Martin in Bradford. Uh, you can have the next track, which is uh, a session track from Rufus Wainwright. Uh, a good deed from Martin Lancaster. Yesterday, my wife and I... I love hearing that sentence structure. I never tell... Yesterday, my wife and I... It always sounds like it's about to lead to a complaint. My wife and I were here for three hours. Um, we went to Williamson's Park in Lancaster, smashing day out, to see the animals. When we came across Humbug the Rabbit, who was sitting happily in her pen, eating a plastic straw, I climbed into the pen. <laughs> After putting on safety gear, I hope, Matt. I climbed into the pen, took away the straw and replaced it with a carrot I'd brought from home. Martin Lancaster hopefully took a carrot because you knew you were going to see a rabbit and don't just wander around with carrots. Um, quite animal-themed this week, people helping out the animals. Uh, Al in the Shetland Islands says, Hello, John, I found a wet and dead-looking woodlouse on the floor of my shower the other day. It was a devastating start to the day. I felt so guilty that I drowned it that I dried it out on a piece of toilet paper and then put in a little corral made of crumbs. It took almost a day, but I'm happy to report that Woody has made a full recovery. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was last seen heading straight back for the bathroom. He's a sucker for punishment, that woodlouse. Um, Jack in Winchester, another animal one. This week I chased a neighbour's dog, which had escaped down a main road for about five minutes. Somehow I avoided all the cars, and I got to it before it was smashed into a mixture of fur and guts. Um, I nearly stole a dog this week. I, I, was very, I was walking back from it. Well, it wanted to come with me. I was walking back from the gym, 
and the the couple whose dog it was were miles ahead of it and it was pottering around sniffing the grass and for about two minutes it walked right alongside me and i gave it a little stroke and i had a little chat and then i thought i could just swing a left ear and it'll follow and then that's not i've not you know i've not touched it ever it's followed me um, but I let it go. I let it go. So uh, we'll do some more good deeds. We'll do some more of these poems. But uh, this, as mentioned, is a, a session track after this short trail by uh, Rufus Wainwright. was recorded in uh, 2005 for Gideon, and it will be the art teacher. There we go. That's good, isn't it? I think very good art teacher. That's one of my. Uh, that's one of John Richardson's shower classics. Uh, you can often hear me screaming that one. Out. I sometimes wonder. I work out the floor plan of my house. I think my bathroom might be against the wall of my neighbours. Uh, bedroom and sometimes I shower late if I get in from a gig or early in the morning if I'm coming out to do the show and I worry that uh, Phantom of the Opera is what I generally go for I'll happily knock out Think of Me in the shower Um, it's a nice subtle one or I'll do um, Somewhere from uh, West Side Story I keep hoping one day she's like, can I just knock on my door and go, listen, John, I've never mentioned this to you before, but actually on a record label. Um, you <laughs> thought I was just a housewife who lives next door and bakes cakes and tends her garden very often to make you feel bad for the fact that you don't do yours. But actually, here's a million pounds and uh, a recording contract. What do you say? And I'll say, oh, don't bring money into it. That's not why I do it. Um, so some poems. Um, here is a poem um, that we wrote for your show, uh, Kate and Richard. Got a serious one about darwin making a serious point he studied plants and birds and bugs animals and fish and slugs enlightenment on the galapagos he did not predict the platypus when he got home he wrote a book describing all the things he'd looked at um he caused a cultural revolution with his theory of evolution charles darwin born 200 years ago and published the origin of species 150 years ago kate and richard in bristol that almost doesn't count because that's actually quite a good poem the whole point was there to have an air of naffness i've just finished uh, bill bryson's a short history of nearly everything for the second time i'm considering just listening to it on repeat until i know all of it on the audiobook because it's one of those books that you just realize you haven't been listening for an hour you're so trying to keep right so then there was that and then there was that and then you just think i just haven't listened for half an hour and you're already talking about a completely different era but he's got a lovely voice bill bryson reading the audiobook it's like just a little i picture him he's, like, he's only about three foot tall in my world just in the corner going hey have you noticed that about those animals no i want to have a cup of tea um hi team from john cole john cole's written a poem about a text into the show you can't do much better than that there once was a lady who found a dead cat it was found dead on the road that's where it sat she picked up its squashed and bloody head and placed it on a leaf made bed she protected it from her savage found and phoned the vet so that it could be found but it's still not a stoat with rigor mortis uh, that's from uh, poet john cole um and two from nick in twickenham uh, an old style poem about john wayne he used to say yo but then had to go to the great prairie in the sky just a short one uh, and then he's gone modern uh, his modern poem prince harry has dumped chelsea don't you just hate people who change football teams halfway through the season just because they start losing um, and Peter in Liphook goes for his own sort of uh, eulogy, really. I was born, I am living, I will die. Peter in Liphook. Uh, keep the poems doing in, we'll do a few more, and then uh, John Robbins will join me live at 11 o'clock after Sambassador. Emily Pankhurst went to the race course and chucked herself under a horse. She lost her housekeeping on the tote, and now all women can vote from Pid in Leeds. Um, oh my gosh, me old Obama, you seem to be such a charmer. Now you run the USA, first decision to empty the bay. Lenders a fiver, what do you say? Jason in Cheltenham. They haven't got a fiver, have they, America? Whoa, trouble. 
trouble times, trouble times. Uh, I'm drawing up the final list for uh, good deeds of the week before I will hand to uh, John Robbins, I think, to make the final judgment. Uh, so you've got the last few minutes to get them in. Um, I've been putting seeds and cheese and cake out for the birds all winter, saving them from extinction. You're our resident bird man. I heard that that's a bad thing because they become dependent on you to put food out and um, they actually, they lose the knowing Once where to go. you start doing it, you should keep doing it all the time, basically. Okay. So, so you've got to carry on baking cakes for the birds. Yes. There we go. Um, and someone who says, Maria in Norway. Um, I don't think I've done a Norwegian accent on the show before, have we? Oh. Let's see how this goes. My good deed of the week. <laughs> Has been to gently rem- <laughs> Sounds like someone emailed in about that advert. Um, compare the meerkat.com last week. If you haven't seen that advert, I don't usually, you know, condone adverts, but there's a well known brand that have done a parody of themselves called Compare the Meerkat.com. And apparently it's a genuine website where you can go and compare meerkats. I'm ditching the Norwegian accent, but suffice to say, she says she's been gently reminding dog owners in her area to pick up after their dogs. Um, so hopefully walking in my neighbourhood will continue to be a nice experience. In my experience, people very rarely gently remind dog owners to pick up after their dogs. It's generally quite an angry thing that involves carrier bags following people home and matches. Um, John Robbins will decide our good deed of the week after The Prodigy. Omen by The Prodigy, it's John Richardson on Six Music, and now it's John Richardson and John Robbins! Hooray! Hooray! Uh, A.K.A. Touchy McToot? Yeah, I think that's that your old show moniker, isn't a it? A long time ago. So technically, it's the it's the end of the happy hour. Well, I but quite like the fact that's how I get introduced. Now the fun ends and the misery begins. <laughs> well, the no, hour. not You've so. Had your laughs. We we sort of always put it to the guests that we can carry on with the upbeatness. But sometimes people, you know, some guests we've had in their shtick, if you will, is gripes. So you know, I say if you want to do. The gri- not gripes, like, oh, I've got terrible I gripes. I thought you were saying grapes in a Cockney accent. No, no. Well, I, I kind of was, yeah. in that that's what that is. Um, that would have been an odd sentence, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Be trying to throw you when you come in. What can I do to confuse John? I'll say fruit names in a Cockney accent, see how he deals with that. Um, you know, so we can keep up the positivity, but I think that would be a good thing for us, wouldn't it? Because we're both quite maudlin. Well, we were. We have been until... About half an hour before the show started, we were a bit depressed. Oh, it was a horrible morning this morning. Horrible drive-in, wet and grey, and we had some chats last night, didn't we? Some great chats. I've written, I've written that I had to write a poem. For yeah, today? We, yeah, we can come back to that later if you want. It's about you. You've written a poem about me? Yeah. Right, well, I will need to... Because of the new BBC, I have to check that before... <laughs> Before I go, just in case, so I'll have to have a look at that. And, well, I'm not uh, going to let you. Your first task, if you don't mind, John. I'll look at it. Yeah, I'll look at it, and then when you've looked at it, just let me have a look at it. Because I will bring my reign of terror down on you people. Don't, I mean, don't make me tell you how wide my web is. <laughs> it's not wide. Um, you have to decide who did our best deed of the week. Right. Um, we're going to animal theme this week, so I've got down to the final shortlist of five good deeds. Um, which one do you think is the best? Someone who rescued a woodlouse that was, looked drowned, but they dried it out and fed it, and then it was alive again. Someone who found a dead cat 
on the road and moved it and sort of buried it and found the vets. That was a bit weird, that one. Yeah. Um, someone whose neighbour's dog ran away and they went and chased it down and caught it before it got hurt. Someone who um, took a straw out of a rabbit's mouth. <laughs> this has never sounded so weird before. The, Usually was, they're quite understandable. But what if the rabbit was in a bar trying to impress a lady? Maybe, yeah. It was in a hutch. Um, you wouldn't a, chew a straw to impress a lady, would you? You would if you were in a cool bar. Like yeah. Me. Oh, I've chewed the end of my straw, now I can't get my cherryade out. You chew, like, um, cocktail sticks, don't you? That's what looks cool, not straws. Okay. Um, and someone who uh, told dog owners to pick up poopies. Um, which do you think? Well, none of them strike me as particularly kind of heroic. This has happened the last few weeks now. The whole point of this is aggrandising good deeds so that people don't feel that it's a waste of time doing them. And uh, Richard Herring last week, the first thing he said was, well, none of them are that good, are they? Mm. I mean, we're not, no one's going to say, well, did you know, John, I uh, went out and eradicated third world debt this week. Someone saved a rabbit, man, a rabbit. Well, they didn't save it, they just took a straw. Could have choked on that straw. Okay, rabbit in the straw. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's ended badly. So, I mean, happy hour is definitely over. Um, Let's play some suicide, shall we? Um, We'll have some suicide, and then, exciting after that, we're going to play something from your new album. Uh, yeah, my debut album. Danny, uh, describe your album in three words. One word, that's even better. One word. Grapes? Babes. Babes, okay. Uh, John Robbins is the first... This is the first play on radio? This is the first play on radio. Yes. Um, first and last, coming up after <laughs> Suicide. Cherie by Suicide. Um, today is the day to boil all the world down to beautiful poetry. That's what we're doing. Uh, we read one out uh, about Darwin, and uh, Anne's t- uh, emailed in a response, a poem from Darwin's wife entitled Mrs. Darwin. 7th of April, 1852. Went to the zoo. I said to him, something about that champion chum pum pum. <laughs> I knew you were going to mess that up. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. You could have told me. I'd have tried a bit harder. Um, I've ruined that, Anne. Something about that champion... Oh, I can't say chimpanzee. There you go. Just said it. That's ironic, isn't it? Talking about evolution and the inability to read. You're not even going to finish that poem. No, I've ruined it. Anne's, Anne's poetry career is over now. I've ruined it. And I feel bad about it. Oh, you're going to give it to John to read, are you? Oh, no, I'll... Well, you better not I'll get me- this wrong. I'll mess it up and I'll, swear. I messed it up when I read it to you guys. <laughs> Let me help you by playing some uh, uh, some music for yeah, you to do Yeah, can you put a bed it. on for this, please? Yeah, okay. Um, what sort of bed would you like? Just a double bed. <laughs> Seven... You can't <laughs> read a poem to the cricket music. Okay, It's got to be like... Boom-tick-a-boom-boom. I'm looking for boom-tick-a-boom-boom. Um, how's this? Oh, this is a, you can read anything to this. Here's John Robbins with this week's poem countdown. Seventh of April, eighteen fifty-two. Went to the zoo. I said to him, "Something about that chimpanzee over there reminds me of you." <laughs> More of those next week. And there won't be. That's finished. Um, there we go. Well done. Well read. So you've written a poem about me, have you? I did write quite a moving ballad about you, John. Someone else has written a poem about me. Whoa. So let's have a little contest to see who can write the best poem about me. It's like Eight Mile. Yeah, that wasn't, though, was it? it? That was like a man on a park bench who's had a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, sir. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want to... Yeah, I'll go first. Um, it's in the style of the um, Elizabeth Alexander poem, 
Oh, is it? Yeah, because I think I don't think that poem was appropriate for the occasion. But poem for the day, quite a good poem. Yeah, it's called Somewhere. Mm. Somewhere, a man is in Swindon. Oh, you better not reference what I think you're going to reference in this poem. Maybe he is in Morrison's. <laughs> he has left his pickled cabbage <laughs> in the car <laughs> and has cried himself to sleep. Is that it? Yeah. Very it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I um I have left my pickled cabbage in the car. I went it to was see. the final straw last <laughs> night, wasn't it? Yes, it was actually. It was a very strenuous day yesterday. I've left my pickled cabbage <laughs> in the car. It's too much, isn't it? And that means I've now brought it to London. This pickled cabbage has seen the world. My auntie gave it me yesterday in Lancaster, and I meant to pop it straight in the cupboard because I've eaten the other jar. And uh, I left it in the car, and I couldn't be bothered to go out and get it. It's like a slightly depressing version of that thing on Amelie, where she sends a gnome all around the world. Yeah. But it's just you driving a, yeah. some pickled cabbage <laughs> Me and my London. pickled cabbage. Um, right, this is the one that Alexandra sent in. Uh, a curmudgeonly man on a Sunday morning entertains the world with his voice. Already it's nicer than yours. Um, he can't imagine... The world? The, um, yeah. This goes global, mate. We've got listeners in... Um, uh, Norway, well, not Norway, anymore. and Australia, yeah, and then New York. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hats is listening in Jimmy, New York. Jimmy Hats, yeah, he's listening. He loves the show. He's great. Hey, I listen to your show while I'm making hats. That's what he always emails in. I never read it out because <laughs> it's not the same. Um, <laughs> He can't imagine the amount of fawning the fans of his show do in Rejoice. He tells stories of his life, of his lack of a wife, and his adventures on the comedy circuit. John Richardson's phobic, he's the king of the stoic, but by God, he knows how to work it. So, I mean, as an impartial judge, do I pick the one that makes me sound good, or the one that's about me crying about cabbage? It's, tru- it's truth, or... Uh... I didn't Not cry about truth. the cabbage. What's the opposite of truth? <laughs> a Love. lie. That's it. There we go. It's time now on the subject of poetry and rhymes and creativity, I think, for us to debut your album. I think that's a great idea. Would you like to tell the listeners the name of your album? Uh, the album is called uh, Doing It With Women. Doing It With Women, yeah. And it's, uh, it's sort of moving... Yeah, it's kind of a philosophical piece, mm, uh, mm. kind of a concept work uh, song cycle, if you will. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Influenced by... Um, uh, Bible, <laughs> Shakespeare, yes, and Frank uh, Zappa, yeah, and uh, all, all the other big names, all the big names, and you'll be able to hear their influence. And I know it's the track we're about to play is called "Doing It with Women." Yeah, this is the title track. Yes, of the album. Yeah, what's track one called? A Christmas Babes. <laughs> So we should point out this is a bit of fun, isn't it? Because I've deliberately hammed it up, but this is oh yeah. Well, I, me and serious, my I had a very lot of time on my hands in the run up to Christmas. Uh, so me and my flatmate uh, decided to just fiddle around. But I have to say, whoa! The, well, you've written an album about it. I thought it was called <laughs> "Doing It with Women," not doing it with your flatmate. But this track, this is probably the most radio-friendly track. It's not, <laughs> it's not like an ex- it's not an explicit album. It's a no, silly album. It's but a this, silly album. This is the only one where my voice isn't. A Appallingly flat. Well, I imagine uh, it would be. I hate referring to myself. You never call yourself by your name, do you? When you have to say your name, it's awkward. So I imagine it would be very awkward having to introduce a track by you. So I'm going to watch you do this. So I'm going to let you introduce this track. Okay. However you see fit. Well, this is um, <laughs> the final track. Do a DJ voice. 
This is the final track from the album Doing It With Babes by John and Ben. Uh, no, oh, we've even got the title wrong, it's Doing It With Women. Um, but it's not going very well, this audition, no, it's is it? <laughs> and it was actually this track, the, the main lyrical vibe of it was written by my friend Robin, and we kind of, we just took that as kind of a, an influence and just worked around it, workshopped it, threw a few ideas into the pan. The time for talk is over. It's time to hear Doing It With Women by the proliferous John Robbins. Um, that was great. I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's kind of good. And you play the bass on that track as well, don't you? Yeah, for about 1.8 seconds. Yeah. Me doing quite a complex bass riff. boom a dee boom 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 Nice. Very nice. Heavily influenced, of course, by Labyrinth. I don't get that so Hot much. chicks, what chicks? You remind me of the babe. What babe? You've oh, even used the term babe, mate. Yeah, but You've practically tried... You're just David Bowie, but without tight leather pants on. Oh, that's probably the... That's quite a good compliment. <laughs> yeah. The only fa- difference between me and David Bowie is our dress sense. Yeah. You have that as one of your quotes. Oh, cheers, man. Yeah. Like David Bowie, but not wearing tight leather pants and surrounded by goblins. Um, we'll play a real song. Um, uh, you know, a song, and then we'll discuss that Say my song's not real. Um, no. Coldplay couldn't follow doing it with women. I think, if anything, in comparison, they should... They really need to buck up their ideas. Or get you involved. Uh, I'm not sure I'd uh, work with them, to be honest. Oh, really? Disagree with them in principle? Yeah. People are right on their hands. That's so 1999. Um, uh, Someone's emailed in about the poem um, that um, I said was written by Anne, but it wasn't. She admits that it was written by Carol Ann Duffy, Mm. but people go, no, it was written by Carol Ann Duffy. The new BBC, you see. You try and sneak one in, you can't do it. Um, Have you been promising people shout-outs across the world, John? Uh, no, I don't think so. We've had a text in that says, um, Ask John about post-Christmas in Park Slope, USA. He promised me a mention, Briad. Brad? Briad? Braid. Braid. Yeah. It says Briad. Did I? That's, um, oh, hello, Braid. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I bet he's glad he reminded you about that shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> that went really well. Hello, Braid. Oh, awesome. That's great. So what did you do in Park Slope, USA? What didn't I do in Park Slope, USA? You spent this year's New Year in New York, we I should s- say that. I certainly did, with uh, Braid and her family. Right. Um, who, and they are the family of my friend's girlfriend. Okay. So yeah. now everyone's on the same page. Now yes. everyone knows where we're at. Yes, and, yes. Uh, this is why you've been promising shout-outs, to look cool in front of your mates' mates. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when I'm uh, DJing. Wow, that means she just heard doing it with women. Did you tell her that you'd released an album when you spoke to her on New Year's Eve? Is that your opening line in the bar, <laughs> you sly dog? I don't think I mentioned uh, the... Though the, the Babes album did get played in New York. <laughs> But it got played in the Lower East Side, because that's where that kind of vibe goes down best. Is it? Yeah. And you like New... I, I want to go to New York, but just because of Home Alone 2, really. I, it's the, I think it's the only place I didn't want to come home from. It was so awesome. <laughs> that right. sounded a bit sadder than I meant it to. Yeah, well, you slowed down in the middle and had a little <laughs> mini breakdown. That, that'll do that to any sentence. Just push through and finish it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I mm. It's big, isn't it? I, I, if but I wanted to be on my is, own. It is big, but it, you'd love it because all the streets are perfectly in order. It goes from 1 to 60 and yeah. then 1 to 60 across. So no matter where you are, you always know... And that's why they go, where to I go. meet you at 22nd and 9th. And a corner of 9th and 1st. Yeah. Well, so. we'd have been miles away from each other. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we're going to play now the song that you've uh, you've put a little montage together of New York highlights, haven't you? I did. I put them together on my um, on iPhone on my computer. Yes. Um, and this is the track that you've used. We'll have a short trail for Elbow and then uh, New York Groove. 
Oh, it's about my friend put me together a New York playlist, and this is what I was listening in the cans when I was bouncing around New York, looking like a complete idiot. <laughs> there you go. There's a little visual image for everyone at home. Big headphones on. Uh, no, I had in ears. <laughs> and were you wearing your um, bench hoodie? No, I bought that post New York. What actually. were you wearing? Just so people on the dungarees. You wear dungarees, <laughs> don't you? I was. No, I was probably wearing a leather jacket and some Cuban boots. <laughs> Back in the New York groove. Jing, 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 jing. Brilliant. Lovely stuff. Um, uh, the, the happy hour thing, you know, you made quite light of it, the fact that, you know, you, you were moving on and that we didn't, you weren't doing happy hour anymore. And it's been picked up now. People oh. are getting at each other and all. Our good deed of the week was rescuing a rabbit. And then Paul Styles has texted and said, actually, uh, actually, uh, rabbits have to keep gnawing things to prevent their teeth from growing too long, which can harm them. And so the straw removal may not have been quite such a heroic deed after all. I so don't... There you go. And even Matt himself, who done did the deed, he done do did it, right? He did it all over. You, you heard, I said it, right? Thanks for your appreciation of my deed, McToot. That was so underwhelming, I'm now off to plant empty cans of lager in guinea pigs' pens. What's so, wrong with that? Well, I just should imagine they cut themselves. Why? Because it's sharp, isn't it? What, a can of lager? Or maybe they just get drunk on the dregs. I don't know. I'm not a guinea pig expert, am I? No, clearly not. Are there guinea pig experts? I bet Bill Bryson's a guinea pig expert. That's the thing about that book is you read it and you think, that that book pretty much has a fact on everything, and I could be the most amazing person at every gathering if I could only remember them all. But he doesn't remember them all. He's just got it all off Wikipedia, didn't he? Yeah, but with an audiobook, you feel like he is just reading it to you. There wasn't not. Wikipedia back then. Because the, when they record audio... I was thinking about this, because I was listening to, as you know, listening to Harry Potter on the way back to yours last night, which is why yeah. I got depressed, because it reached a certain plot point that I knew was coming. Everyone knows what happens. You can talk about it. The day is gone for this. Oh, don't spoil it for me, because I'm still reading it. Okay, well, I got to Dumbledore's big moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, because someone, you know, I don't want to even... Okay, say, fair enough. And I just got then got depressed. But I think, oh, isn't Stephen Fry awesome? But then he's probably just in a studio, and he probably records all of the, like, the Dumbledore voices together, all of the Harry voices, all of the Hermione voices. Is that he, what he does for Hermione? He can't do women's voices unless they're an aged witch, which is useful <laughs> sometimes, but not when it's Cho Chang. Because, <laughs> like, Harry will say, will you come to the dance with me? I'd like to, Harry, said Cho. But he can't really he can't really nail the young girl's voice. So you've listened to these about four times through, haven't you? Yeah. How much time do you reckon you've spent alone with Stephen Fry? If you met him now, it'd really upset you, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know really. I don't want to hear any bad stories about him. Can we just have? Someone... I don't, I'm not going to say bad stories. I'm just going to say that if you've spent you know upwards of let's say probably four or five days, yeah, four or five days of your life with him whispering into your ear while fact, you're going to sleep, I've probably had him. I probably listened to him while I was going to sleep probably nine nights out of ten for the past three years. Yeah, he could probably induce narcolepsy now. If you ever met him and he said hello, you'd just fall asleep and start crying about Dumbledore. I can't watch QI whilst operating heavy machinery. <laughs> no, that's one of the BBC's new guidelines. We have to point that out, actually. And that yes. goes for anyone else who's thinking about watching BBC programme and operating heavy machinery. Just don't bother, all right? No. It's not worth the bother. Um, we will chat more with John Robbins, and we have Matt Ford joining us at 12 o'clock, but now at just after 11.30, it's time for the Six Music News. Madison! Um, I'm throwing my arms around Paris. Oh, lovely. And you were throwing your cordure across New York, weren't you? 
my corduroy. Yeah, I had corduroy for a while. I was one of those, I'm not very much of a gambler when it comes to clothes, but I bought this corduroy. And it's the first time I've ever done something that was different enough that people went, "Oh, that's good. They look quite cool, actually." And I thought, "Yeah, it's the first time I've really got it right." And then I thought, "That's what I would say if I saw someone in corduroy." And my brain went, "That looks ridiculous." <laughs> and then you open your mouth and say, "Don't say that, though. Say, wow, cords, John." But you know, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm no fashion icon. I'm not really a chords man. I've got better stuff to do with my time. This has created an awkward tension in the studio, hasn't it? Because we're all passing judgment on what one another is wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you, you've <laughs> or just admitted to not wearing any pants and you're wearing yeah. flip-flops. We've had an email in about pants, you see. This Have is we? why it's all getting very trouserial in here. Um, hello, John. I was just wondering where you pair stand on ironing pants. There's a good chance I'm going to put a pair on straight away, and it truly is a glorious feeling. Richard doing the ironing in Pontypreet. Do you iron pants? Um, I don't... I don't iron anything. No, I don't. Ironing's had its time, hasn't it? It's gone now. Yeah. It's 21st century. We've got Obama in. We don't iron. That's pretty much what he meant, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a new dance. Stop ironing your pants. I've done my George Bush voice there. Embrace your trouser presses, America. Uh, oh, nice. Can we iron pants? Yes, no. we can. Ah, uh, yeah, that's good. A good impression. Can you do any others? Because I found out last week on the show that I can do a George Bush, and I've never realised it before. I'm now devastated because he's gone. Well, the trick with Obama is he's clearly... And I'm not having a go at him, because he's a great guy. <laughs> we get on really you well. better not, mate. You'll have the world on your back. But he... He's, he's, I think he's learnt to pronounce the word America the same way Martin Luther King did. For okay. Soul, and he kind of tra- trails off at the end, so he goes, America! <laughs> You reckon that's how he got elected? Saying America like that. America. (laughs) I'm going to vote for that guy. I ain't never voted before in my life, but if he say America like that. So how would you have to say Great Britain to get elected? How do you think Gordon Brown should start saying Great Britain to Um, I think he should update it for the new millennium. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. Um, G Britain. Or, um, G Bisley. G Bidley. G Bidley, right. I, I like the thing. Griddle listening. Griddle. Yeah? If you're listening, uh, politicians, wise up and uh, your next party political broadcasts. We should get it 40 to write Brown a speech because he, he just needs one awesome speech to say, come on, let's all get our heads down and have fun. <laughs> yeah, I think you've just written it, mate. I think you've just written it. If only he'd known. There now but follows an be- announcement from the government. Here, come on, everybody. Let's just. <laughs> Put our heads down and have a laugh, <laughs> eh? Come on. Well, all this stuff's about fiscal stuff, so why didn't you just go, hey, dudes? After the party, is the after show party? Yeah. Eh? After the party of the hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, if nothing else in this next half hour, we'll whittle down jobs that John Robbins can't do, <laughs> and uh, political activist... Um, but I, I'm impressionist. Good. I quite want to set you a challenge. I did. Well, I did a belter the other night at a gig without even Tough knowing to do an it. impression of a belter. <laughs> I'd never. Oh, oh I was getting tired of making belts. That's terrible. You do an excellent Popeye impression. Have you done yeah. it on here before? I've done it many times. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, Popeye's gone. Okay. Yeah, I've tried to do. I've tried to do an impression a week, and it's very difficult. I tried Bill Bryson earlier. You heard that was my little subtle way of getting it in. And oh, it was rubbish. Right. 
Hey dudes. <laughs> oh dear. Um let's have um let's have a live session track, shall we, from uh, CSS. BBC Six Music. It's the John Sessions. <laughs> Sessions. Do you know that's pretty funny. Um this was recorded in the Six Music Hub uh, in February 2007. This is uh Let's Make Love and Listen to Death from Above. Probably something uh Gordon Brown shouldn't pop into his speech. Let's make love and listen to Death from Above. Um I'm alright, thanks. Just watch a DVD. <laughs> Open a bottle. <laughs> um, I'm not much of a socialiser when it comes to making love and listening to death from above. I'm more sort of... Have you seen Ransom? Very good film. Let's put that on and get some pizzas in. Um, now, I made a smashing drink last night, didn't I? No, you didn't. You just took all my drinks and poured them into one glass. But, it t- but with a bit of tinkering, it was great. Because I told you not to do it, you stubbornly pretended it was nice. Yeah, it was lovely. What did you put in this glass well, of death? if anyone's got a pen to hand, make a note of this and text <laughs> and say how great it is. I think they're all off uh, ordering your album online. I think that's what they're doing. Well, they better go to Dreambelt Records. <laughs> forward slash shop. Um, uh, so, you make yourself a gin and tonic. You, you're into rose petal vodka, aren't you, uh, oh, yes. Adam? Here's, here's something oh. you might not have thought of doing with it. So, what you do is you make yourself a gin and tonic, right? But you've had a few already, so you're a bit bored of the, the just the taste of the gin and tonic. So you pop a bit of uh, vermouth bianco in there. Mmm, vermouth de bianco in there. So it's like a Manhattan with um, with tonic in, yes. essentially. And then you think, well, that's quite nice, but it needs a bit... It's not quite rose petal enough. Yes. So you pop in some of... Just the thought I was having. Yes. Yeah. Some rose petal vodka. Of course you do. And you think, that's nice, but now it's a bit claggy, because yeah. the vermouth and the rose petal, it's quite a thick... So then ch- uh, chuck in some uh, ginger beer or ginger, <laughs> yeah. ginger, ginger ale. Yeah, lovely. It tasty, was lovely. tasty, tasty. And then what you do is drink a couple of sips of it and then crack on with my um, limited edition mead. Just have a bit of that, why don't you? That's tasty oh. stuff, though, isn't it, that mead? Oh, no, 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 he had no, that either. separate. He'd finished with the drink. <laughs> he clearly wasn't drinking the rest of that. I did, I finished it. I don't drink on Saturdays anymore. You have Horlicks, don't you, John? I had a Horlicks a when I got Horlicks. in. Yeah, well, I needed it to get over the devastating news that I'd left my cabbage in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Horlicks, but I poured too much water in it. It was very bland, but I like it in a big mug, see? Anyway, so um, on about me being cool and that, and yeah. how I'm revolutionising this chords thing, I think chords, you know, uh, dear uh, Mr Richardson, my son, says Ed in Brixton, corduroy means cloth of kings, and so you should be proud of your 70s purple chords. Uh, actually, they were um, sort of, what's that colour, like brown, cream, off. Beige. Beige. <laughs> All of your clothes are kind of fawn. Yeah, although I don't like her to wear colours. <laughs> it upstages people And Lewis says Hi John I'm sewing up the holes In my old cord trousers From when I was 16 As you were mocking them Credit there you go, crunch you see? So he'll be out in his cords It's Gordon Brown's fault I'm going to put my cords back on That's what I'm going to do Gorgeray Let's have a party now. Let's have a party And wear gorgeray Now you very kindly um, You're responsible for this week's video of the week On the website aren't you Yes I am um, We've got a short clip from it Do you want to introduce it first yeah, well, me and me and my housemate are pretty much obsessed with eating hot chilies. Yeah, or the idea of it because I don't think either of us could actually go through with it. So we went on YouTube because we thought, well, sh- you surely- do contests, don't you? I think the last time I came around your house, there was a spoon on the worktop that just had mustard on it, and you'd been having a mustard eating contest. Yeah, we liked to make our own fun in the. <laughs> he had to once we did it. He had to eat a, a tablespoon of flour. If he didn't I ate have to, an, did he? He could have done some work. If I ate an I've entire <laughs> lasagna sheet, <laughs> <laughs> the 
the lasagna sheet was actually all right, but the tablespoon of flour, it really, because it's once mm. it's soaked up all the moisture from the edges of your mouth, it's yeah. then still a floury bomb inside. And yeah. you can't cough or breathe because you breathe in the, the toxic flour fumes. No, no. Well, there's another, you know, don't eat flour. Needed saying, clearly. People are out there. I was just about to have a big spoonful for lunch. So um, anyway, we got onto chili eating vibes and we just thought there must be it must be a world of fun on youtube of people videoing people eating really hot chilies and we it was was like two hours of laughing a lot and this is a man who does it to himself Well, the best person is this guy is this australian guy who um he runs a chili seed company and every time he gets a new chili he has a special (laughs) test he does where he has to he eats the whole thing chews it in his mouth for 10 seconds swallows it and then just films himself in the same position for everyone for 10 minutes and just films his reaction and makes noises but the great thing is it's just the same thing it's just him sitting there going <laughs> back of my throat <laughs> oh, I'm steaming up so i'll play you the short clip but it, it, this is just a tease really because they are 10 minutes long yeah. and there's something incredibly hypnotic about yeah. watching them so uh, this is the kind of stuff he gets up to 322 and it's like someone's got a solder and iron and stuck it like in my mouth and throat. Oh, I'm pulling it down. Man, this is intense. <laughs> so if you want to see <laughs> ten minutes of that, but and he doesn't like- look how you, you expect a big guy with a beard and a, like a big knitted sweater on just shoving it in. But The best thing is it's not like there's quite a few sort of jackass type we're all mad but he's just it's like quite scientific yeah he obviously failed his chemistry a levels but he's like i can still be a scientist i'll just eat chilies and it's yeah it's hot and every so often in the background someone like one of his housemates just walks past (laughs) and doesn't pay any attention to him it's like oh it's just jimmy there doing another one of his chilies (laughs) Um, we will have Ocean Size uh, while you cope with the news that Matt Ford is in the building. That's one day. All this could be yours by Ocean Size. We play it for Emma and the anonymous texter who says, Ocean Size question mark on the radio exclamation mark. You, sir, comma, have just improved my day immeasurably. Um, so it's just the power we have. It's just what we do. And this is my favourite time of Sunday because I reckon people are just starting to get Sunday dinners ready. I do think that happens anymore. Yeah, I have to, because that's what I'm working towards. I have to work towards that time when Sundays are about lazy mornings, and then, right, let's. what are we having today? Beef, pork, or chicken? Well, funny you should say that. That wasn't very funny, was it? I've done funnier stuff. Have you? (laughs) I will do. I stumbled across, perhaps, and I won't i won't place their product but the best carvery on earth wow because it was a 395 carvery three pounds and 95 pence john i've had one for 350 well wait till you hear the <laughs> things i'm gonna lay down in front of you okay that was pre-vat cut oh wow so it turned out to be 366 where is this this is in alveston uh near bristol right and, and it's not a chain it's an independent is it uh it is a don't know. Every time I hear the place named Alveston, I go, Alveston, oh, Alveston. That's what I do. It's just a little thing I do. <laughs> Tell your story, well, quickly. No. Oh, then you, okay, so the cover is great, and you get three meats, and um, <laughs> and unlimited stuffing, and um Oh, you can't Yorkshire do two double entendre in a row. You can do no, the meat one, or you can do I the stuffing one, I didn't but you mean can't it. do both. Well, okay, it actually is unlimited stuffing and Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> And meats. Right. But I always find the trick is wait till they're getting to the end of the beef. (laughs) (laughs) 
when they cut off the the like crusty nice bit, oh, they yeah. put it to one side. Yeah, and then they'll bring out the new one. That's when you that's when you get in and you take your prime cuts, and then you go, oh, it's, if that's just going to go away, just pop it on there, mate. And then you get extra beef. Wow, you really know how to talk to carvery chefs, don't you? Oh, if, uh, hey, dude. Um, why don't you just pop that on there? Hey guys, we're all on the same page, right? Obama's yeah. in, it's time to have a carvery. <laughs> Let's celebrate the freedom. You like the crispy bit then, do you? Oh, well I love all parts of the beef. Yeah. Um, I like all parts of the gammon, apart from the fat, and I don't like any of the turkey. I had a deli board for lunch on uh, Friday. I was gigging in Liverpool and I don't, I didn't want to. Um, so I thought I'd go and have a nice lunch. And I had a deli board, and I'm not lying to you, the gammon was cut thicker than the bread. And the Whoa. bread was and the bread was cut thick. Whoa. I was a happy man until a woman came in and a man with their baby in the pub. Which is, I, you know, very easy to just straight go on a rant and go, we're doing a baby in the pub. But, you know, I haven't got kids. And if I did have kids, I'm sure I'd still want to go out for lunch. And it was a well-behaved kid, fine. I went off to change the baby. Um... And she kicked off. The guy went, oh, is everything all right? And she went, oh, there was nowhere to lie it down in there. And that's when I did go, yeah, but this is a pub toilet you're talking about. So, But there's no such thing as a pub anymore because of the credit crunch. They all have to have loads of food. So then if you have food, you have to have baby changing. They're all discotheques. You can't have baby changing in a pub because people would go, do you not think that's sending out the wrong impression? You Mm. know. It's not like like they're having pint in the baby, They were drinking. Were they? He had a left and she had a glass of white wine. <laughs> what, what, what when you, you sit on your own, you really do watch people and take notes. Um, but I, I didn't know how I felt about it. I hate... My, it was my brain doing... And this feeds into when Matt comes in, we'll do our Winston of the Week, which is trying to find people who just rabbit on about, ah, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. I've you've seen that. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. What was that? Oh, just a dog. Right, Who's Winston? So, Ray Winston. Oh, uh, I see. And the lead up to Christmas. I was, thought he meant Winston Churchill. No, so no. He was really renowned. <laughs> oh, no. We should fight them on the beaches after we've tidied them up. Have you seen the mess? Um, he, he was in the paper every single week saying something was the worst thing about Britain and then surprisingly brought out a DVD. So to pop that bubble of, you know, horribleness, we find now every week someone who's done the same, okay. and we lampoon them satirically. Whoa. That's just the kind of stuff we get up to. So we'll do that straight away. We'll uh, we'll play Kim and Jesse by M83, and we'll get Matt Ford and his smiling face and his pink pinstripe shirt into the studio. Kim and Jesse by M83. It's John Richardson on Six Music. It's John Robbins on Six Music. And now it's Matt Ford on Six Music. Good afternoon, John. Hello, Britain. Hello, Hello, guys. Nice. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm okay. Have you had a good morning? I've had a wonderful morning. What have you done? I've not had any breakfast yet, though, so if anyone's listening around the corner... (laughs) (laughs) some food. Pop round, yeah. (laughs) That'll be the future, wouldn't it? Someone could just text you a bacon sandwich. Just text your mouth. Ah. Yeah, it'd be unbelievable. It wouldn't be as good, though. It's just round the corner. smell a text. No, you can't can't put a text in the fridge and then have it for breakfast the following day. You can't now, but... Just leave a text on the floor and peel it off at two in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> you know I mean? It's lovely insight into your eating habits. Yeah, yeah just leave a chamois knocking around for a couple of days. If you haven't put the heating on, it's fine in this weather, by the way. Just want to clear that up for all of the food fact lovers out there. It's not. Yeah, it is. If, it's, if you leave it in a cold house, you bet your house is a fridge. So, <laughs> that's it. Your house is not two degrees above... I'm going to instantly retract that statement. Because you said that. I don't mind you saying it as an opinion, but you can't say... And that's a fact, actually. You can leave uh, Chinese chow mein out for three days because your house is a fridge. It was edible when I returned to it. That's like saying, in the summer, just pop a steak uh, on your back fence and your garden is a microwave. 
It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. a good point. It's not a good point. You've got one of those revolving goldens installed. <laughs> no, it, it's, t- it's sort of an oven, isn't it? Of sorts? No. You can cook an egg on the pavement on a hot day. So what do you say to that? You don't want to eat you it. You can heat on the an egg through. I don't want to eat an egg anyway, so bring chuck them all on the pavement. <laughs> Get rid of them, that's what I say. <laughs> Look, anyway, we've got bogged got down <laughs> early in some pointless semantics. Food it's vikers. time for your walk-on music, if you will. Mm. Um, this week's blood pumper. Yeah, is there a household task people should expect to do while listening to this? Uh, Rich is ironing his pants. Uh, good for you, Rich. I'd say this song is so good, you just have to actually stop what you're doing. Just don't do anything. Just do whatever you want. What I like to do in a song like this is... Um, now freeze. Pick highlights from different things. So I play like a different montage in my head. So either, you know, highlights of the political year or highlights, you know, because of the song, you could put highlights of Cluffy, Brian, uh, and things like that. <laughs> is this what, the song we discussed? Yeah, this yeah. is uh, One Vision by Queen. Oh, when I hear this song, what I like to do, because it's got a nice build-up where you can... Pick up a, like a guitar that you're going to use to mine. Pick up mic. a guitar. <laughs> pick up a guitar. <laughs> is that a technical term? Is it? It is actually. Yeah, Jimmy, can you uh, prick up the uh, the guitar on three, please? No, I got Nick for that last week, mate. Grab your nearest miming implement, <laughs> right. whichever member of the the great rock combo you're going to be. And w- the the great thing about the song is it gives you time to mind plugging it in and checking the levels. Wow. And, like, nodding to your sound guy, yeah. doing tuning it up, and then you're waiting backstage and then and everyone rush out and then you and freddie's like doing his thing and brian's just backstage loving it roger's on the drums that may be the saddest anecdote we've ever had on this and i was gives you a bit of it gets it going i was gonna do my fact about you having a queen filofax when you were at high school that you made yourself Everything I, because I was obsessed <laughs> with Queen, everything I made at school in DT was Queen-based. Detention. I've got a Queen wind vane. I've got Freddie Mercury book A ends. Queen wind vane. Yeah, but it, it backfired because the wind just goes through the letters. Right. pages to cut out. I've got Freddie Mercury bookends. Um, you made these all yourself? Yeah. So like woodwork, it was the bookends. Freddie Mercury with a little one of those saws. So you still got this tat? Whoa. That'll not- be worth like 50p. Oh, I thought you meant tattoo. I didn't tattoo myself. <laughs> That'd be quite a cool tattoo. Fred I'll do it for you. Let me give you a tattoo. It could be a new feature. Mystery t- John's mystery tattoos. We'll do them all on your back so that you can't see them. Every week I have to get a new tattoo. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. I don't. Um, we had a text in about Queen. Uh, someone says, I once stole a Queen Greatest Hits CD from one of the Elbow Lads when they did a DJ set at a club in Blackpool. Does it say Greatest Hits 1, 2 or 3? Um, no, it just says Greatest Hits CD. I've got the box set of all three. But um, does that guy give a name, this lawbreaker? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. His name is Rob in London. Good Rob luck finding him. In London. Well, yeah. the police listen to this show. So <laughs> Think about that before you brag about stealing other people's hard-earned property. You just go out uh, wandering the streets of London, find Fordy on Oxford Circus at four this afternoon, and go, Rob, Rob, <laughs> I'm called Rob. Gotcha. I tell you nicked. what, Rob. Basically, if you can meet me at St Pancras at about half one, that'll make this search a lot easier. <laughs> just hand yourself in and save taxpayers much-needed money. There we go. Or just buy a new Queen Greatest Hits off the in- internet for about a fiver. And, and send just it to send the guy for But to be honest, they're doing all right. Um, this is One Vision by Queen, and it's your walk-on music, and it's taken so long, it's practically a walk-off music now. It's practically one o'clock. But, you um, Enjoy it nonetheless. Are you actually going to do the guitar thing? Well, I need a miming implement, and I think that hat stand would be a bit health and safety problem. Just do air. Air, man. Air. You can do air. Yeah, right, okay. Okay, well, join <laughs> us after this to find out when two men who have the fitness of um, obese 
squirrels have spent three minutes bouncing around. I am so slim right now. The next link is just going to be you two going, oh, oh, I went a little bit too much <coughs> mid-late. I uh, could already. It's time for it anyway, let's do it. There we go, One Vision by Queen. Quite, good, the little, quite the little show I had then. You didn't well, do much, did you? You sat down quite early. Well, that's because you told me the webcam was on. Yeah, did we get... Have we, can we check the webcam? It refreshes about once every ten minutes, so you miss all your best action. But you maybe get one kind of still of me, mid-thrust. Fist, fist <laughs> yeah. to the sky. You did go for it early doors, but then I invited John to parade up to the webcam and really give it some. But you bottled it, didn't Bottled you? out of it. Well, it is, what, it's oh. quarter past twelve on a Sunday. Oh, is that it? Is, is that him doing it on there? Oh, um, no. No, that's, is that us now, live? Well, kind of. It's we're us. watching ourselves. This is weird. And we're listening to ourselves. This like is terrible future. radio, boys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's great when I have guests in, because it ceases to be, you know, my fault. I can just go, come on, guys. This is Put rubbish. Fuck your ideas up. We've had um, some texting about the whole children. I tried to do the children in pubs thing without being someone going, ah, children in pubs. I'm happy to be that person But everyone's for you, gone. Don't be afraid to do that. I'll do um, your dirty work for you. I said, I agree. Baby changing in a pub, it's a preposterous state of affairs. Um, this truly is bonkers Britain. Um, children should not be allowed out in public at all, and especially not in pubs. There is nothing worse than listening to them crying and screaming when you're trying to enjoy a drink or meal. Parents should either get a babysitter or else should not have a social life. I've had to resort to texting into the show to Rant get my opinions read out. That's <laughs> almost exactly what I believe. It's phenomenal. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you, if you had kids, you'd still want to go out, wouldn't you? It was a well-behaved kid. It wasn't yes, a kid I had a problem with. which is with. why I would get another child um, known as a babysitter in Britain of old. Why don't you get so an adult as a babysitter, mate? <laughs> pay him cheaper, mate. <laughs> get a trusted friend of the family and you can pay them, without being crude, very little money. So, on behalf of uh, Bonkers Britain, um, I'm nominated. Have, have you got one this week? No, but I've got something <laughs> else. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't ever been able to find one. I had a German of the week last week instead. I'll do mine quickly then. Nice one. And then uh, we'll play some Leisure Society, <gasps> because we really should. I'm um, a really big fan of this. Yeah, we all are. Um, and then we'll do your one. Mine's very quick this week. It's, uh, like I say, it's one I've been holding back, because uh, this guy's had it coming, right? And he's responsible for not only doing it himself, but getting a lot of other people on board doing Winston's, right? Yeah. And I've held it back, but someone emailed in this week and said, you should really do this one. I thought, right, because they have launched a new advertising campaign for a little show called Noel's HQ. Oh, my word. Which, honestly, if Ray Winston wanted a weekly show, that's what he would do. Oh, I've seen bits of it. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, we've it's got horrid. a clip. This is a song, right, <sighs> that they get the whole audience to sing. And if this doesn't make you feel embarrassed to be sharing air with people. That's Edmunds. That's no, no, that's not Edmunds singing. <laughs> oh, it sounds like Edmunds. <laughs> Might be. Do you know, I'd probably let him off if he had the, the bravado to get the guitar on board and go down. Now, he has a singer come in, a young a young guy as well, and you just think, is that where your career is already? Your big Britain break. has gone bonkers. They treat us like we're plonkers. <laughs> You're treating people like they're plonkers exactly. by expecting them to watch this. Who is they? Yeah, it's exactly. I always say to people. Oh, the Europeans. We're Europeans. And they say, it's we're who part of the are club they? Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, let's uh, let's do this Legend Society track and then find out what your thing is. Do you do a quick tease? Tell people what the forty files are about this week. Um, it's a peek into my life. There we go. That's uh, a matter of time. That will be the new <laughs> single from the Leisure Society. Uh, the single is out on the sixteenth of March, and then the album's out a week later on the twenty third. And that's the follow up to uh, their Christmas double A side, which was the last of the melting snow. And something about longing. The long summer. The long, um, <laughs> short weekend begins with the longing. That's right. That's what it was called. I actually preferred that to the Mountain Snow song. Did, Did you? I mean, they're just brilliant, aren't they, either way? They are good, and the album will be out through Will Common Records in March. But, um, yeah, good. So, Excellent. what were you two, uh, sissies gigging well, about? Well, I was about to eat a donut, and he said, put it in your mouth, I'll cover you. And I said, in what? <laughs> <laughs> Classic wow. gags. Are you two trying to get your own show? Is that, is that am I getting muscled? You told him. You what? Nothing. No, we're not, no. This is... But we're having that meeting afterwards, aren't we? Before <laughs> these lock-in. <laughs> Starts at 5 to 11 every night. And then a bell ringing. In Edinburgh. We could just do it in the street, and then we don't have to pay for it. Mean, this is an off-air conversation. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, let's not ruin your great ideas. <laughs> Other comics stealing them. Um, oh. So what is your thing? What have you got? This is a new feature this week called uh, Inside You're 40s. You're obsessed with coming up with a new feature every week. You don't <laughs> it doesn't have to be a feature. We can just oh, do it. It is. It is. It's a new feature called <laughs> Inside 40s Car, where I'm going to recreate. I was listening to a particular piece, came on Five Live the other morning, got me particularly agitated, so I thought it would be nice to recreate that moment for the uh, country. Okay, then. So, um... I, I'm, I've got the, the stuff, so, so you're in your car, so, yeah. this is you oh, in the car, isn't it? Daily Girl. <laughs> McDonald's in open again, I'm starving. Drive like an idiot, mate. <laughs> no, not you. Sugar. Uh, let's try and put the radio on it. Uh, Where was his love? Was it Derby or was it Forest? Or was it, it was Forest, was it? His first love? Was Sunderland Football Club, for whom he played what? an extremely oh, this guy's uh, impressive couple I'm of years. I'm trying to get a pen here, right? This idiot's name here. I do actually do that right um, down. Derby registration County, he always lived in anyway. Derby, Nicky, from 1967 oh. when he came down here. Oh. Nigel lived, lived in Derby for all but one of his um, 42 oh. years. Brian hey. always kept an eye on Derby Driving County, like an and in his retirement, he spoke very, very fondly. <laughs> is that all this is? And he was close to the Derby. I'm going to lose that one. It was basically me kicking off in my car. I sat there screaming, but I can't really scream. I don't, I don't want to recreate the total hatred. And you, you want this feature to run every <laughs> week? Well, yeah. <laughs> I was planning to walk on part as a, as a lady asking if you were looking for business. What's amazing? No, I'm not. We're all in the car now. Excellent. Oh, yeah, cruising along. Where are we going? Hey, hey, someone want to win the Dan. Hey. Yeah, I'll pull a sickie. Let's. No, I won't. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll go to work and then I'll meet you afterwards. Hey, I'll tell you what. I think that was the worst feature we've ever done. <laughs> what was that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was quality. That was truly, truly dreadful. Was it? No. No. It was, it was good, wasn't it? It, it was, was quite... one of those endearing bits was where it? people go, oh, 4D with his mouth. Ideas. <laughs> but you, it's just... Oh. It's quite surreal for me, because I had to give you my headphones, so I couldn't hear any of the sound effects, so it was just like watching a, <laughs> like a really weird avant-garde play, and you just sat there going, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, John, you, you missed out. This, no. I th did it not have, uh, I thought it captured something, didn't it? No? Oh, people are looking at me like an absolute idiot. It captured the attention of Ofcom, and <sighs> that's about it. Um, let's have a song by the Dirty Projectors. And um, when I thought about it, it was yeah, so just, good. Uh, honestly, mate. <laughs>
That's not T-Pine by the Dirty Projectors, and before that, absolutely nothing happened. We didn't do anything. This is just <laughs> we're just tuning in live now. Yes, just started. Just started. It's the John Richardson Didn't show. see you there, mate. All right, Robin. All right, Fordy. We've had uh, an email in uh, from uh, Matteo from Barnet. Oh yeah. Um, good afternoon. After a year of podcast listening, this is the first time I've listened to the show live. Hello. Oh dear. You're listening to Al Pitcher, Jared <laughs> Christmas, and Steve Williams live on BBC Six Music. The Drummer's Houston Show will be back next week and it will be quality. Uh, could this warrant a shout out from lovable rogue? Pa- pa- poo poo. Um, ma- <laughs> Al Pitcher is on next week. Oh, Al Pitcher is my guest. Next month's guests. Al Pitcher, Tim Vine, not getting you. Oh, ace. Um, could this warrant a shout out from lovable rogue Matt Ford? <laughs> That's the least you can do for him. <laughs> Um, when discovering Earnshaw had wreaked vengeance on Clough's mm. boys, I couldn't help but raise a smile for Fordy, even though I'm an Arsenal fan, so I have no real loyalty to either team. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. What we did earlier, I don't, know if, you, I don't know if you heard it uh, earlier, we did uh, trying to boil down big events to terrible poems. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, yeah, I can write poetry. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, maybe during the news then, which is coming up, you can write a poem about something. It's the one I wrote about Richardson. Oh, you write a poem about me. Don't show him yours and see what he that comes up filthy. with. <laughs> <laughs> sure that's filthy. Sure that's about John. <laughs> Someone, Paul in Sheffield, sent this one in in the first hour, but I kept it because it's for Forrest. So um, this is his poem. Nigel came to Derby. He didn't go to Forrest. This doesn't scan, but it's poetry to me. Paul in Sheffield. Idiot. <laughs> idiot, idiot, idiot. <laughs> I heard a good Clough story that made me think of you. Yeah. About wh- when he was in a commentary box with uh, Robbie Williams. Right. <laughs> and he would turn to him and went, I'll tell you what, for someone with no talent, that Angels isn't a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> is it Alien? Uh, aliens. <laughs> song, is, it it? Is. is it Angels that was written by someone else? Guy Chambers. Uh, a young singer-songwriter who sent him the lyrics. Uh, One of his songs. I, I'm not sure if I... Um, oh, if controversial. This is, a, this is a fact. I'll have to wiki it. That'll mean it's definitely a fact. Um, after the news, we have uh, a topical 40 files for today. Yes, very topical. As topical as you can get. It's topical about, and historical. About today. So the 40 files coming up after the Six Music News at 12.30. Making us by Fleet Foxes, mm. uh, John Richardson, Matt Ford and John Robbins in the studio for another 20 minutes before we hand over to the Music Week, who've got more details on the Franz Ferdinand and the Brit Award nominations. Yeah. Um, so, now it's time. There's one more shout-out um, that I think we should do before we move on to the 40 files. Yep. So, it says, uh, Dear John, I'm doing crushingly boring biology revision, and if I could get a shout-out from J-Beef and the F-Train... Would... <laughs> the F-Train? <laughs> yeah. Um, you... Sounds like the opposite of the quiet carriage, doesn't it? Where do you sit in uh, the F-Train? Just really relax. Um, buffet cart. <laughs> that would cheer me right up. Love to your mothers from Jack. Uh, there we go. That's a good um, one, wasn't it? Yes. Six Music. John Richardson. These are the 40 Files. This week, a topical one. Uh, today is Sunday the 25th of January, which is the anniversary of Robert Burns's birthday. Uh, he's Scottish and uh, famous poet wrote uh, ma- many things his most famous work is Old Lang Syne which we all uh, sing on New Year's Eve uh, if you're Scottish uh, he will be uh, celebra- they'll be celebrating Burns Night tonight now the way to do this tradition is a Burns Supper that has something like 13 different stages including when they bring in the food the haggis gets brought in to a serenade of bagpipers <laughs> They read. That's not a scope. <laughs> they read. They read an eight-verse tribute to the haggis before they took in. 
Now, usually on the 40 files, I either bring an amazing scoop, or if I can't find an exclusive, I'll just give good advice. And today is a, an, a, an example of the latter. Now, my view is I respect the way that they respect the food. Reading an eight-verse tribute to the meat you're about to eat is very good. However, and that's a, that is a very good sound effect for this, because I respect my I'm meat helping, and I love I? it. Yes, you're helping very much. I would not want to sit... If I was starving hungry, and you've already had a whiskey toast, so your juices are going... Whiskey toast? Having to sit there. <laughs> sounds like something a student would have for breakfast. Yeah, sounds <laughs> yummy. <laughs> um, With brandy butter. Eight verses of this nonsense before you're allowed to tuck in. The meat's going cold. All your fellow diners, or as I usually refer to them, competitors, are all <laughs> looking at that food, wanting it. I think there should be a quick get-out where you swear on, I don't know, a printed copy of Old Lang Syne. So you say, look, I respect this haggis as much as you guys, but I swear the oath to Robert Burns, I respect the food, but I really want to eat it now. So help me God. Don't run with the plate, in. though. Oh, why? What'll happen? Nothing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Drop it and it'll break. And um, then everything's over. So t that was basically it. Today's Burns Night, celebrating the famous Scottish poet. If you're going to go to a traditional Burns supper, lots of whiskey, lots of haggis, an eight-verse tribute, but I believe in modern Britain in 2009, you should be able to have an opt-out on the tribute and get straight to the meat. And if I celebrate Burns Night tonight, that's what I'll be doing. Right. So that you could call this opt-out a meto Instead of a veto. Yeah. But with me. So, in terms of this week's uh, investigative journalism angle to the yeah. body files, you're basically saying, "Have your dinner." I'm that's, saying that's this week's scoop. Celebrate the life and work of an excellent poet. Yeah, uh, with his traditional Scottish dish. Yeah, but if you want to sit there and sing for eight, ver have you ever heard an eight-verse song? I mean, they're long songs. Yeah. Three, ver four verses. Why not start the song when you put the haggis in the oven or whatever, and then by the time it's ready, your song's done. No, because, then you, you, because you're nibbling on baby bells and things. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's going on? The traditional <laughs> Scottish baby bell. Pepperami, baby bells, yes. then the haggis. I Maybe think Robbie Burns did a poem about baby bells, didn't he? All oh. round and proud like <laughs> cheesy. You're going to need the bigger bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hiding man. behind your waxy den. Well, talking of uh, poems, I was challenged to write a poem about you, John Richardson. Oh, and I've done so. A one verse poem, uh, so maybe Burns could have learned something from me. His curly, I'll do it in a Scottish thing. His curly hair, his charming voice, on the radio there, the housewife's Joyce. That's the it. poem. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the extent. It's more of a jingle. Maybe we could get that clipped. Yeah. We've got all the clips we need of you. Oh, it feels good, doesn't it, Britain? <laughs> <laughs> there we go, that's uh, Speak To Me Someone by Gene. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was recorded for John Peel. That was a live session track from 95. So that was a John session as well, because it was John Peel, John. Yeah, that was a John Peel Two session. Double John session. Yeah, and ironically, that's the only session track today where I forgot to press my little button. You can press so, it now if you want. No, it's too late now. It's too late now. I could do it for you. The John Sessions. Someone's emailed in saying, uh, have you been doing voiceovers? They keep hearing the Six Music jingle, that goes, BBC Six Music. And they think it sounds like you. Do they? Yeah. They said if it's not you, then someone's out doing Matt Ford voiceover impersonation work. On this station as well. Stealing your pennies. You know, I do a bit of voiceover stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm a uh, scribble on uh, CBB's Doodle Doo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'll just give a bit back for the kids, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I don't let them in pubs, but I entertain them at home. So yeah. you've got to give a little back, haven't you? Best place to entertain them, mate. Uh, Fiona in Scotland sends a text. Oh. Apparently, haggis holds its heat. I reckon it's just minging, though. So yeah, well, yeah, it holds its heat to an extent. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it'd just be piles of hot haggis. <laughs> around the place, isn't it? Well, it and never could cools eat. down. Never be able to eat it. It's been great big slag piles of haggis. I like haggis. It's tasty. Mm. Very peppery, hot, I, spicy. I think it herby. can be very good, or it can be very rubbish. Mm. Isn't that true? That one it? you gave me. Was, <laughs> that one you gave me was a bit funny, wasn't it? It was like it was just like meat marshmallow. Oh yeah, but to be fair, I fried it. You know, three hours before, and mm. but as you know, fortunately it was a hot day, and the street is like a you know combination <laughs> oven. I just laid down and cooked it on my face, <laughs> and then turned to one side and just. This is a good email. Slipped it. In. <laughs> From Lars Chinkley. We were talking about stealing stuff and you went on your little rant. I once stole some sodium metal from the school chemistry lab. Oh. Magnesium is that we're talking Earlier sodium. Oh. There's a clue in the sentence. Um, oh. Earlier that day, we'd been shown its explosive properties when it comes into contact with water. As far as I was concerned, this amazing substance was about to change my life. I was going to be able to blow ducks out of ponds, my dad's breakfast cereal out of its bowl, and friends would look in horror as their cans of Fanta exploded in front of their eyes. I'd got it all planned. Imagine then my horror when all 600 pupils were assembled into the school hall and the news of the missing sodium was announced. The old-time tactic of nobody goes home until the missing item is returned was then laid on us and I began to sweat like 40. Which set off the uh, <laughs> explosive metal. I think the idea of swallowing the sodium and then exploding in front of everyone <laughs> did momentarily cross my mind. It might have taken me out with some dignity or at least have made the teachers feel guilty for employing such dirty tactics. But I wasn't insane, so I returned the sodium to the sound of boos and jeers from the whole school. I was suspended for two weeks. That what was from? the maximum suspension before expulsion. Whoa. If only I'd succeeded in taking the sodium, I could still be in prison today. That's pretty... In terms of modern crimes you can commit in, in schools, that's, that's nicking a bit of sodium. It's not that bad. Oh, it's oh lethal stuff, what that is, sodium. What is happening to the values of this country? Oh, <laughs> this is okay. There's a video somewhere, I don't know if any of you know of it, but of a rich guy who had a lake, and he bought, like, a block of sodium and fired it from a catapult into his lake, and it properly explodes, but I can't find it anywhere. That is what rich people are doing with your money, Britain. <laughs> and we're on the... We're, we've just entered a recession, and this is what the rich are choosing to do. It's about time someone said it, and it might as well be you, Noel. BBC Six Music, Saturday evening from 10. A six mix special, Elbow and other joints. Find out who's inspired Elbow as the band play tracks from artists that have influenced them. Relive some of Elbow's live performances as we delve into the BBC vaults to play you our favourite archive session tracks and live performances recorded by the band. Plus, we'll hear from artists Elbow have worked closely with, including editors and Snow Patrol. A six-mix special, Elbow and other joints, Saturday night from 10 on BBC Six Music. Uh, this, as promised last week, is a track from the new uh, Anthony and the Johnsons album, which came out last week. Uh, this I've only listened through it once, so you never really know, but this is my favourite. At current standing, this is The Crying Light. There we go, that's The Crying Light by Anthony and the Johnsons. John Robbins loved that. He's that's the truth, man. No gone porkies. into a corner to have a little cry. 
I mean, if you don't like them, you're not going to like no, it. No, I do. I love the earlier stuff. I just this new we, album. We've discussed is... this. I don't remember. Well, they're just about. We had this discussion briefly earlier. I don't want to go into too many details, but the once you in tune with one level that their lyrics work on, you can't really take them seriously. Yeah, but well, you know, you're saying that it's dirty. Well, some of it is incredibly dirty. Is it? Yeah. Move on! Whoa, 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 I'm starting to like the sound of these guys. <laughs> I like the album, but, you know, it's not massively different to what they did before, but I like what they did before. So, I, you know. I mean, based on what I heard, I didn't like It's time for us to go. Um, we'll be back next week with more 40 files. More new what, features. What are you doing this week? <laughs> Moving. Yeah, and I've got two curries planned already, so... If, uh, next week, your feature's got to be called 40's Pockets. Yeah, or... Oh, let's not do another house new feature. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that involves a window into your mind ever again. Okay. This week's new feature, In Greg's with 40. Oh, watch Oh! No, no, I had no. a lovely uh, caramel donut from there yesterday. Did you? Mm, we delicious. had a text in from someone asking what part of Nottingham you're living in, and of course, soon you'll be in the big smoke. Yeah, but at the moment it's Sherwood. You'll start wearing Stanton. tight trousers and little waistcoats. No, I won't. I'm not one of those get a trilbies and a little pencil tie. I will not. I'm still going to represent Nottingham down Yeah, John, mate, can I finish the short quarter to one today? I've got to go up to Camden and get myself a new hat. I've got to go like get a random cocktail you. from a guy who works in the juice bar. Yeah, uh, that'll be you. Don't you worry about it. It won't. I'm going to get more northern as I'm down here. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Uh, where can people find you, John Robbins, in the near future? The gutter, uh, <laughs> my bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> crying at the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, failing that though, it'd be a bit weird if they turned up. Um, no, come, come to Bristol, come to Bedminster, I'll, I'll take you out. Oh, come on, guys, please, come <laughs> round, number three. We had a smashing day out in Bristol, didn't we? Lovely. We did, we had went to some lovely pubs. We did, we had the best pork pies by the Lido. We lovely. could do that next Sunday. Pork and, like, nothing, my auntie. Oh, in the she Victoria. She makes the best pickled onions. Victorian Let's Bristol. Let's go there next Sunday, pies. the three of us. But anyway, go and find John in a pub in Bristol. Oh. Don't get him a drink, though, he gets all maudlin. Get him some Fanta or something. Oh, I don't, it's too Get him sweet. a lovely glass of gin and tonic, ginger beer, rose petal vodka, <laughs> and... Uh, vermouth Bianco. Vermouth Bianco. Is there a name for that drink? It, the really cool guys. The bloody lonely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, have a smashing Class. week. Thank you for all your input today. The poems Cheers. are amazing. Uh, you can catch the highlights from them on the podcast, which you can download through the Six Music website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So close, nearly so close, but <laughs> um, the Music Week will be here next and they will pronounce all the words properly, which I do knit. Uh, have a good week, take care of yourselves, bye-bye. Bye. BBC Six Music.